the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody, or welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock for the next hour, we're talking about cars. The name of the show is Under the Hood with Mark Salem. I'm an ASC Master Tech. That means I've passed all the tests related to the repair, diagnosis, and service and maintenance of your car and truck. And I'm a pretty good guy on motorhomes and, uh, oh, and motorhomes. Oh, boy, motorhomes. Let me just tell you this. If you have a motorhome and if you have Goodyear G159 tires on your motorhome, I will sell you six tires at my cost. You can see the invoice. I'm going to charge you for mounting and balancing, and I'm going to charge you sales tax. But those tires should not be on your coach. And I had a coach brought in, believe this or not, by an attorney who didn't 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 have the background that I have. But I told him that I would sell him tires at my cost to get those off because those tires um, have were in their initial stages they failed virtually 100% of the time at 66 miles an hour right over 65 so they were they've been involved in lots of lawsuits but if you look at the side of your tire and it says Goodyear G159 call me with your tire size tell me what load range they are and I'll give you an estimate for three different kinds of tires I'll give you one that's kind of less expensive a middle of the road and then a Michelin so I'll give you prices on all of them, and then you can shop me, and I'll tell you what. There ain't anybody going to sell you tires at cost, but I care about you that much. So that takes a takes a hard turn on motorhomes. Quality transmission, like every other transmission shop, has a couple of choices. You can play the game like it's supposed to be played. You can do what's right, and you can fix people's cars. Or you can tell everybody they need to have their transmission overhauled. You can tell everybody you think it'll be 1800 but when they say okay and you can take it apart, then you tell them it's really 3800 and you know they can't take their car out of your shop. Quality Transmission doesn't play any of those games because when you do that, you end up with an F at the Better Business Bureau on your rating, and you end up in business a short period of time before everybody knows you're a big bandit. Quality transmission is none of those. Quality transmission fixes your car as if they owned your car. They fix your car as if you were their mother, their father, their best friend. They do everything the way they're supposed to. And here's something else. Unlike some other transmission shops, they actually know what they're doing. <laughs> You're seeing transmission shops starting to check engine to do check engine light analysis. You're seeing some transmission shops break into oil changes and fluid flushes, and you know why? because they can't make a living doing transmissions because they don't know how because the industry's passed them 
None of that applies to quality transmission in Tempe. McClintock, north of University in Tempe. Bob Jones is the owner. I tell you, he's a good guy and he knows the difference. Nick, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi, how you doing, Mark? Good. I have a 2007 GNC Yukon Denali, and a couple months ago, I was coming back from a trip from California, and I got off in this exit, and as soon as I got off, I was going to park into the parking lot, and it killed on me. As soon as I got off, I coasted in there. I called my mechanic, and I told him what happened, so I just waited for an hour. I guess it, it cooled down. And it started back up, and I was able to get back here to Phoenix. So he, he hooked it up to his computer, and it, it gave him some codes that it was a, a solenoid valve that controls the, the idling, or when it goes into idle, it was okay. bad. So he placed that, and two weeks later, it did the same thing with it. Okay. Well, Nick, first of all, let me tell you, the code didn't tell him that was the problem. Okay? Uh -huh. The code said, this is what the code said. The code says that the problem is in Arkansas. And, uh -huh. and and everybody thinks that if they and what you're talking about is the idle air control motor IAC so he had an IAC code and so that doesn't mean that the IAC is bad that means that the problem is in Arkansas and he has to find the city and the street and the house number of the problem uh -huh. so you know you you can't fix cars today by looking at the code and if it says oxygen sensor because we have cars with eight oxygen sensors, six oxygen sensors, four oxygen sensors, and so you're going to guess with their money to the tune of $2,000 and if that's not it and all it turned out to be was a plugged fuel filter, how's that going to work for you? Well, that's so, the thing. So that happened again, so he thought it was going to be the fuel pump. So I changed out the fuel pump and it was still doing the same thing. So I took it back to him again, and he cleaned out the air filter sensor. Like he said, it was very so he cleaned it, and then he thought it was going to be it. And so I drove it. I I went to Shooter's World. I stopped. I came back out, and it wouldn't start again. All right, so he's guessed. He cleaned the mass airflow sensor, and that didn't work. He replaced your fuel pump. Was that $800? Yes, it was. <laughs> and you're letting him guess? Come on, Nick. you got to move on with that guy. He's just guessing. Now, let me ask you a question, and he should have asked you these questions. Nick, when you, when you stuck your key in the ignition, it would crank over, but it wouldn't catch, right? It would, yeah, it would, it would probably try catching one time out of the time it was turning over. Okay, all right. I would have said to you, I'm going to give you some carburetor spray, because we need to find out if this is spark or fuel. Until we find out why Nick's car won't engine won't start, we're not going to know nothing, but the very first step is, is this spark or fuel? Nick, have you ever pulled a spark plug wire off of a spark plug and stuck a screwdriver in there and kind of hold the screwdriver close to the metal and somebody hits the key? No, I have not. Okay. I would teach you how to do that. I would teach you how to look at, I'm going to pull this, twist this boot on this spark plug right here on your Denali, and your uh, Denali. I'm going to pull the boot off. I'm going to stick a screwdriver inside the spark plug, and I'm going to set it right over here. Now, when you you have to listen when you're cranking it, and you're going to be able to hear snap, snap, snap as the electricity's there. But if someone's in the car, they can crank it over, and you can actually watch it. I want to know if there's spark there or not. Because if there's no spark there, then the crankshaft sensor, the pole piece, the distributor, something's wrong in the ignition side of it, not the fuel side of it. Now, the fuel pump was a good guess, but did you go in and did, did he tell you, 
I'm going to guess $800 of your money. I think it might be the fuel pump, but I don't really know for sure if it's the fuel pump. Is that what he said? Well, no, he just acted like he didn't know what he was doing, so I was just yeah. trying to guess. I, I, I'm not mad at you. I'm just trying to teach you that, that do, you can have better expectations of our industry. So if I say to you, Nick, I want you to get out, I want you to open up the air cleaner box, and I want you to spray in here. I want you to go for four seconds. Put the lid back on, hop in the car. If it starts, runs for a minute, and dies, then for sure we have a fuel problem. Did he replace the filter when he did the pump? I do not know. Okay. Now another thing you want to do is is there's a fuel pressure regulator and it regulates the fuel pressure to maintain good fuel pressure when it goes bad, its symptoms would be like yours. Intermittently it cranks but doesn't catch. Now, I want to tell you something. I can diagnose a bad fuel pressure regulator in less than 2 minutes and so can a whole lot of other shops. So you take the hose off the fuel pressure regulator because it has a vacuum hose and, the, and it's kind of like a dam, it's kind of like a gate on the fuel loop. So we have high pressure fuel coming from the tank, it goes to the engine, it goes through the engine and on its way back to the tank there's a gate. So if we need big pressure we shut the gate and if we don't need big pressure we open the gate and relieve some of the pressure, the fuel pressure. So this gate is constantly moving. So if I pull the vacuum line off and there's gas inside of it, or if I pull the vacuum line and start it up and I see little bits of gas coming out of the metal nipple of the fuel pressure regulator, it's bad. And so what's happening is, is intermittently, when you shut the car off and go someplace, during that period of time, all the fuel is draining out of the system. You don't have any fuel pressure when you get back. And so uh -huh. as a result of that, you crank and it doesn't catch. Let me, How would you explain me getting off on an exit just just two days ago? I was getting off in Scottsdale from Peoria. I got off and I turned right, went to the next light, and as I was slowing down, it killed. Well, that's a great question. The problem, and if I was your technician, I'd say to you, that's a great question, but I can't answer it till I fix your car. I, I can tell you when I fix your car. I mean, your EGR valve could have stuck open, and that could have killed it, and that would cause a lean condition, and it would crank over, but it wouldn't start. I can yeah. tell you that, that uh, maybe the uh, crankshaft sensor had a plastic bag around it, and uh, you picked that up off the roadway. But I can't tell you what happened until I fix the problem, and then I can explain how this happened because of this defect. But, but that's a great question. It's just too doggone early. So I think you should have somebody check the fuel pressure regulator. Um, he had an idle air control motor problem and he replaced that but there's more to it than just replacing that you have to clean up the passageways within the throttle blade area and the throttle body because when the passageways closes clogs up with carbon that affects that motor's ability to work so you can replace the motor every day for the rest of our lives and you're still not going to fix a problem where it's supposed to idle but it doesn't and it falls okay. below that part and causes a problem do so you have a mechanic shop that you recommend me to? What, what part of town do you live in? Peoria. Yeah, I'd go up to Thunderbird Auto up on Grand. Um, he's up in Surprise. There's a Thunderbird Auto in Peoria. Um, I would say that Mike's Auto Tech, 67th Avenue in Northern in Glendale. 
um, uh, all those guys, um, they're going to work with you. They're going to teach you to be their eyes and their ears. So when it dies, if it dies, we need you to help us determine what we're missing, spark or fuel. I have ladies help me with that. I, I teach women how to spray this there, and I give them a half a can of carb cleaner, and then they say, Mark, I spray it five seconds, shut it, start it, it starts and runs and dies. And then I do it again, and it starts and runs and dies. And then if I don't do it, I crank it over, it, doesn't, it cranks, but it doesn't catch. She's just told me that it's a fuel delivery problem, so maybe it's the fuel pump relay. Maybe it's the pickup assembly that he used your old pickup assembly and it had a hole in it so it's sucking air. Another thing I want you to do is I want you to keep your tank full for the next two weeks. I want it between three quarters and full. Do you understand that? Okay. Because if the problem goes away and then you drop the tank down to quarter and the problem comes back, he screwed up the installation of the fuel pump. Okay. Okay? All right. Good luck to you, buddy. Good luck to you. And that's a Denali that I know real well because my, my, my wife and a bunch of her friends are on their way to Prescott right now in that same 07 Yukon Denali. I'm real, I'm real familiar with that 6-liter, 6.2-liter um, motor in that Denali. And it's a, it's a, it's a, rough, it's a good running truck. All righty, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. Let me just explain to you a, a, a couple of things. This is, this is just a funny saying I read. Uh, women will never be equal to men. I want to repeat that. Women will never be equal to men <laughs> until they can walk down the street with a bald head and a beer gut and still think they're sexy. <laughs> so half the women were getting ready to dial me when I said women will never be equal to men because I purposely held off on the rest of it. Women will never be equal to men, dot, 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 until... Women can walk down the street with a bald head and a beer gut and still think they're sexy. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back right after this. Hi, I'm Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio. As freedom-loving Americans, I don't have to remind you that our Second Amendment rights are under withering attack. With the help of the mainstream media, the Obama administration is demonizing you. For the truth about your right to keep and bear arms, make sure to tune in to me, Mark Walters, on Armed American Radio, heard right here every week. Armed American Radio, every Sunday from 10 to midnight, on your home for Intelligent Talk, 960 The Patriot. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners, Dan and Betsy Glauber, have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. They are located at the southwest corner of 27th Avenue and Maryland. People go to D&B Auto because they have been referred by other happy customers who say they will not take their vehicles anywhere else. They have been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list for years. D&B Auto is a member of the BBB, ASA, and have ASE certified technicians. They work on both foreign and domestic vehicles. If you live anywhere near 27th Avenue in Maryland, give them a call at 602-249-2103. They will even give you a ride to and from your home or office. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. Give them a call at 602-249-2103. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. 
This Sunday will be a replay of my interview with author Phyllis Chesler to explain her personal experiences in marrying a Muslim man and then almost dying before she could escape from his home in Afghanistan. This window into Islamic culture is not to be missed. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This is Louisa. Recently, she got help going online. Okay, so hit that green button. This is her first video chat. Oh, Louisa? Oh, oh my gosh. There she is. (laughs) And the first time she's seen her niece in five years. It's so good to see you. (laughs) See what the Internet can help you do at everyoneon.org or call 1-855-387-9166 to find a free training class near you. Brought to you by Connect to Compete and the Ad Council. The Politically Incorrect Minute with Greg Paul. At least we know the president's strategy with ISIL. One, deny their motivation. Two, so no problem. Three, tea time. The Politically Incorrect Minute with Greg Paul. Only on 960 The Patriot. Looking to see what's up next on The Hugh Hewitt Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem, I'm your host. Every Saturday from 10 to 12 right here. And let me tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto before we get to the callers. Larry Harker's Auto has been around since 1967. Larry Harker's Auto is, is very well known for fast, affordable services. They do auto electrical work. They do brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance. But what they really shine for is diagnostic of particular problems. They're very good diagnosticians. They handle all areas of car repair, both foreign and domestics. But there's lots of shops in a geographical circle, quite a wide circle from 38th Avenue and Indian School, which is where Larry Harker's is at, that send their tough cars to Larry Harker's. And he's really good at tracking them down. So it, no matter whether you need an oil change or you perhaps were like our one of our callers who had the Yukon that was dying and stalling, but it would crank but wouldn't catch, then Larry Harker's would be a great place for you to go, and I'm really proud to recommend him. Larry Harker's, 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto Repair. All righty, let's go to the phone. Alan, good morning. How can I help you? Oh, good morning, Mark. Yeah, I'm calling on my about my girlfriend's car. She just bought a... Um, 07 Toyota Highlander Limited, and it has 131,000 miles on it, but it had all of the um, maintenance records from day one. Same families owned it, and they took very, very good care of it. It looks brand new. Um, 
the brakes were replaced about 25, 30,000 miles ago. And when she's driving, every once in a while it'll sound like there's no pads, like you have the metal on metal grinding. That's kind of a sound. But but only when she's applying the brakes. Only when she's applying the brakes. But it I... doesn't happen every time. Okay. She was a little worried. She went to a auto field, a repairman that she's been using for her vehicle for the last oh, probably about 20 years. Okay. And they said there's nothing wrong with them, but maybe they were cheaper, inexpensive brake pads that were put in the when they did the um, brake job a while back. Yeah. And that can cause that sound. Um, I've never heard of such a thing. I'm not just wondering if they're pulling our, our legs or well, if that's really possible. I wouldn't like it if my staff said that. Um, what you're describing, I think, is a vibration of one of the pads. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's metal to metal, and they've clearly looked at it and determined there is no metal to metal contact, which means there's plenty of pad left on all the brake pads. Yeah. So. We're not metal to metal, so that means that we've got a pad that's vibrating like a guitar string. Now, okay. that's going to make a noise. And if she pushes a tad harder, the noise goes away because now we're going to clamp that brake a little tighter and stop the guitar string. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So, here's what happens if if some shops, and I'm not talking about your shop. Uh, some shops would say, oh yeah, that's cheap brake pads and da da da, and then when they do the repair work, there's a twenty or thirty dollar hardware kit that's on your bill. And the hardware kit's job is to keep the pads from vibrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know that's got that little plate that goes behind the, the, the That's one pad, of them. Yeah, that's have one of them. Springs to kind of hold them in the place. Exactly. So yeah. so you know, really and truly if if we know that we're not metal to metal anywhere and both pads on all the disc brakes on your Highlander, if they're all wearing evenly, so the inner inboard pad is just as thick as the outboard pad all the way around, because unevenness shows that our hardware's hanging up or the caliper's hanging up, but you don't have those symptoms because you haven't said the right things, and I listen carefully to what you say. Right, there, so, there's no vibration or wobbly in the wheel or anything okay. like that. Okay, so yeah. if you wanted to hang a hardware kit, you'd do that. Um, really and truly, she can drive it the way it is. Just tell her to push a little harder on the brake pedal, and the next time it needs brakes, then say to them, would you also put new hardware in the front brakes? Because I'm assuming the noise comes from the front end. It and, does. And, uh, and just put a hardware kit in her. You can do that yourself. But if we're not metal to metal, you're okay. Um, I know that on my new Dodge truck, when I when I... When I'm kind of easy with my brake, I, I get a little bit of a squeal and a little bit of a grinding. So what I'm doing now is I'm downshifting more, and, and I'm coming on the brakes a little later and a little harder. And I and I and the other day when they rotated the tires, they said, no, boss, you got a lot of, of a brake pad left. And I said, okay, so I'm not going to do anything, but the next time I put pads in, and I'm going to put a new hardware kit in it. And it's got already got 40,000 miles on it, so it won't be long. Yeah. All righty? All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you, Alan. And anybody else? 602 508-0960. Harry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, uh, Mark. Uh, hey, last week you had mentioned something, uh, just kind of caught the tail end of it, uh, that uh, you had a second show that you did, uh, I guess, toward the Midwest or something like that? Or... Yeah, I'm kind of like a substitute teacher in radio, so <laughs> um, if somebody wants a vacation and they feel, you know, feel like I can do a car show, because 
you know I just change the clock I use and for instance if I do a clock if KKNT says I want you out at 17 30 40 and 58 50 and every other radio station is different but I was doing KMOX out of St. Louis and well, so uh, you don't do that on a regular basis no I was just because uh, Greg Damon the normal host um, was off or on vacation and they said would you do two hours for us and so I I got off Phoenix time at 12 and then I went back on three to five my time but really four to six their time and so I did two hours of this same kind of show oh okay I just uh, kind of surprised me because I never heard you say that before. yeah I, I I've been doing radio all over the United States for a very long time I was the the Camwex car guy for eight years oh really yeah and um it, it's a it's a different environment it's a different radio and but it's the biggest radio station in the United States because it, in the daytime hours, it hits 16 states, and at nighttime, it hits 43 states. Wow. So it's a it's a really it's the big it's the big dog in in radio verbiage. Dog of the big dog. Yeah, but but um, I I I had to join way back when. Um, I had to join the union, or or they had to take me off the air, and the the union dues were slightly more than I was making. So um, I, I think they understood, and they laughed about it, and they said, well, today's your last day. And I said, I understand that. So, But I, but now I'm a subcontractor, and so that's a little different. But it it just was a, a matter of um, dollars and cents. and so. And, but I love the Midwest. Let me tell you a real quick story. I'm in the Midwest, and I'm talking about the difference between Phoenix and St. Louis and talking about the temperament of the people different, but I don't know it but they're having a Chamber of Commerce, a National Chamber of Commerce meeting in St. Louis. So the Phoenix people hear me just disparage Phoenix people a little bit by saying, my car's due for an oil change, and I think I want to get rid of it. Where in St. Louis they say, my car just crossed over 600,000 miles, and I think it's as new as it was when I bought it. So I was just making fun of that. And uh, so I got in a lot of trouble. You got more disposable income on yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks for calling, Ari. Thank uh, you. Hey, for... on your Dodge, you were just saying uh, that you downshifted, uh, you know, about the brake. Is yours a manual or a standard? No, it's a standard, but I pull it into manual, and then I have a rocker switch on my lever, and so I can go from sixth to fifth to fourth, and I just Oh, so it is an automatic. Then. Yeah, it is an automatic. Okay. Yeah. All righty, thank... i got to okay. run, Henry. Thank you very much. Anybody else? 602-508-0960. The lines are open, 602-508-0960, and we'll be back in just a second or two, 608 508 508-0960. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. 
Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. I'm Mike Huckabee. I was the governor of Arkansas and ran for president in 2008, and I used to be a diabetic. One of the coolest campaigns I ever took on and won was the crusade that reversed my type 2 diabetes naturally. I was able to get off the medications I'd taken, and I lost 110 pounds of fat in the process. If you or someone you care about has type 2 diabetes or prediabetes, I urge you to pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you. The same methods I use to reverse my type 2 diabetes are found today in the Diabetes Solution Kit. It's an all-natural plan that really could work for you in reversing type 2 diabetes and prevent it from coming back. All in as little as four weeks with your doctor's approval. Stop suffering. Here's how to get your hands on the Diabetes Solution Kit today. Get your Diabetes Solution Kit now at 66bloodsugar.com. Everything you need to reverse your type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes like Governor Huckabee did is at 66bloodsugar.com. Reverse your diabetes today at 66bloodsugar.com. That's 66bloodsugar.com. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you hear? Cool. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel, has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about cars, 602-508-0960. We're going to get to Robert, but i got to tell you about Kurtz Auto Repair first. Kurtz Auto Repair is an independent, family-owned auto repair shop on I-17 and Bell Road. It's the northeast corner of I-17 and Bell Road. They opened their doors in 1987. Kurtz works on domestic and imports, both gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technicians. That means that your vehicle is going to be repaired by a well-trained and certified professional. And Kurt believes that being an excellent auto repair shop is more than just the repair. It's about the entire experience and that the customer knows that they have a technician or a mechanic that they can trust. Kurt's Auto, again, is located at I-17 Bell in Phoenix. Robert, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, Kurt. Um, I... um... I have a couple of questions. I've, I've got two cars. One one is a 99 Z28 Camaro, 
and then the other one is a uh, 2001 uh, Mercury Marquis. Both of them are giving me serious trouble. The um, <clears throat> the one I was uh, the Mercury Marquis. Um, I'm <clears throat> I'm in Orlando, and I'm real close to uh, I-4, and I was going out to Disney and doing a job out there. And, um, get on I-4, and you got occasionally you got to hammer it pretty good to get out of everybody's way. Okay. And um, I did that. Uh, I was kind of late for work, so I hammered it pretty good. And when I got there, um, it I had a tick in the engine. Okay. And, then, and now, the, the tick in the engine was there at idle, but when you revved it up or when you accelerated, did the tick also rev up with the engine? Seemed like it did. Okay. Yes. All right. Continue yeah. on. And so I went on, um, you know, thinking, well, okay, I floated. I'm kind of an old car guy. Uh, but it was, you know, I remember points and condensers, the problem. And okay. so I'm not in the, <clears throat> I don't understand the electronics as I should. So <clears throat> I thought, well, okay, maybe I floated a lifter and, you know, might, maybe I can work my way out of that, maybe not. And I went on and all of a sudden um, I, I developed this tremendous miss. And then it just seemed to get worse. I mean, it seemed like it went from one cylinder to another. So I had a guy at the auto parts store put the yeah, thing on it, whatever code that reader. thing is. It's a yeah, code, code reader. reader. <clears throat> and uh, he said, well, all, <laughs> he said your uh, certain coil was bad. And so I said, okay, that's something I can do. I've done it before. And uh, so I, I replaced that coil, same thing. I know, Different. but did you replace the boot on the coil too? The boot. Yeah, the rubber boot on the coil? You put the you took um, the two screws off the top and you raised the coil yeah. out of it, but there's a rubber boot right. that goes between the coil and the spark plug. Did you replace that? I don't remember. Okay. I did he tell? Did did he on the code? We we, we, the, we need to kind of speed this up just so. But but let me ask sure. you a question. On the code, did it say the specific cylinder? Uh, yes, it did. Okay. What you should have done is changed the spark plug, the boot, and the coil, and you should have switched it with the adjoining cylinder to see if the problem went away. Okay. That's what you should have done. Coil, I, boot, and spark plug. Okay. I, went, I, I am taking too long to explain this. Okay. I did that. And uh, what's boiled down to now is that it, it's just like moving all over the place. I get a different a different cylinder is dropping out. Okay. And chances are it's because it's number one, and number one is keys, is the important one. And so if we lose the ability to see number one or number one is part of the problem, and then we have cylinders that go crazy. So if I were you, I'd take number one coil and, gotcha. and, and move it over. Now, it also could be that the crankshaft sensor on that Mercury Marquis is defective, or it's what? loose, or it's full of grease. Because the crankshaft sensor tells it the firing order, but it also tells it where number one is. And so if we can't find number one, then we can't gotcha. possibly go ahead and, and fire the rest the cylinders that makes sense that makes that makes very good sense okay uh let's okay i'm gonna i i'm going to go after it at, at that and then the only thing i can do is if i still have a problem i'll call you back oh sure um, sure the now on the if i can if i may on okay. that on that z28 um i i had a the if i'm sitting in the driver's seat i'm uh, left left bank uh forward the most forward rocker uh, I broke. I don't know how I did it, but it, I broke. Is it the I mean, rocker or the push rod that you broke? No, it's actually the rocker. I mean, it's broke. You okay. know? It was broke. Is it aluminum? Mm, no, it looks like it's cast. Well, it looks like it's cast. Okay. It looks, okay. It's an RS1. Uh, it's a stock uh, 99. Okay. Listen, you, if, there, if you got the valve cover off and the rocker's broken, 
then I want you to pull the push rod out and look at it and make sure it's okay. Put it back in. Then I want you to take a hammer and I want you to gently hit the top of the valve. If the top of the valve has a nice click click to it as you open and close it, then the rocker simply broke and the valve is fine. But if you hit the valve and it's like hitting the head and it's just a thunk and it's not a double click, then that means the valve's locked up or something happened to the valve that caused it to break the rocker. But if the rock if you get a double click, tick tick when you hit it with a hammer, that means it's okay. It just means the rocker broke. So just put the rocker on, bring, put that cylinder on top dead center, touch, just bring it down until it touches both the valve and the push rod. And once you do that, then give it a three-quarter turn, start it up. Maybe you might have to adjust it just a little bit, but as long as it runs okay at that point, then we're not going to diagnose why the rocker broke because we don't care why the rocker broke. We just want to get it running and the only thing we need to check is to make sure that the valve will open and close. So I got a full board of cars. It's 1140. We're going to take a break. I'll be right back and I'm going to get all the rest of callers. Mike Gallagher believes everyone should watch the video of the brutality of ISIS. The world needs to change its thinking about these monsters. We're not talking about some some TV show. This is evil personified. This is evil right here on Earth. We know what evil looked like on September 11th, and this September 11th is continuing for families all over the world, and they've got to be stopped. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 7, right before Dennis Prager at 10, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. When it comes to replacing the most expensive appliance in your home, your air conditioner, you need to choose a company and brand name you trust. In the Valley area, there are dozens of brands and hundreds of companies. How do you choose? 
Michael Leah here again from Benefit Air to remind you that at Benefit, we use top quality brands like Train and can back our installations with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty. This assures you that you will get the best quality, performance, and efficiency out of your new air conditioning system. Remember, you're not just paying for an air conditioner, you're investing in peace of mind and comfort. And as an APS and SRP qualified contractor, we can offer you the utility rebates that make it beneficial to move up to a higher energy efficiency system. Ask us about our train systems that can earn you utility rebates, factory rebates, or qualify for zero interest financing. Then ask around about Benefit Air Conditioning and our level of quality, dependability, customer service, and fair pricing, and you will see that the choice is easy. Just call 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229. Or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today to hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and we're on the last segment of the show, but Bill and Tom, you stay there because I'm going to get to you. But I want to tell you about Action Auto first. Action Auto is a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. Tom, the owner, Tom O'Kane, and his team strive to provide the very best automotive service and repair experience possible. Their technicians are ASE Master Certified, and that means that they've been tested and they know the difference between guessing and fixing, and they also know the difference on what a code means and what a code doesn't mean. So they're going to get the job done right. They want to help you as car owners understand what they're doing, and they want you to be in as involved as you want to be. So they open their arms to you and say, hey, tell us what we can do to make you help you understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And and the big question is, is did I cause that or did my wife cause that? And Tom says, that's a neutral question. I, I always side with the wife. Action Auto is located at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. Good guy, good shop, good people. All righty, Bill, good morning to you. How can I help you today? Thank you for taking uh, my call, Mark. I'm yes, calling sir. about Headlight Amy. Yes, sir. Uh, is there, can you give me a procedure to start? Uh, I'd like to do it, uh, you know, at, at my backyard. Uh, okay, I can I can do that. I can do that. Now, are they too high or too low right now? They seem to be too high, the, the right side. Okay. All right. So you're going to pull it up to your garage door tonight after dark. Do you okay. know where the adjustment screws are on the headlights? There's two of them. The top yes, one is does the up and down and the side one does left and right okay okay so you're gonna be about 10 12 feet away from the garage door and you're gonna turn on the headlights and you're gonna go to the back of the car and you're gonna look down the side of the car and you're gonna see where that headlights at in relationship to the side of the car and there should be a little bit of the beam that sticks past the outside of the car and most of it's gonna be to the right of where you're looking but they're going to be different in height and so if you think that they're too high then you want to take the high one and drop it down to the low one so okay. the the beams are going to shine right on the on the garage door right on a wall right on a block wall whatever and you're just going to go up and down until they're even 
and then on left and right if you don't have any problems then don't even do the left and right but this is what I do I have my wife stand at the back of the car and she gets down on one knee and she looks right down the side of the car and I want her to tell me that she can see some of the beam on the passenger side to the right then she walks forward and she says oh the beams two foot long two foot left to right on the right front the passenger side front headlight the beams 24 inches wide and about half of it is to the right of the car and I say okay now honey I don't want that to be on the left side on the driver's side I want the whole beam to be on the inside of that line down the go that goes down the side of your car so she looks and she says okay we'll bring in the driver's side bulb aim it towards the center just a little bit okay stop right there and that's how we do it now we do it more sophisticated at the shop and at the shop we use levels and bubbles and we have computers and all that other kind of stuff but if you want to do it that way if you know they're too high already then adjust the tie one to the bottom one get them level then go drive it and then you might want to bring both of them up a smidge and you want to on low beams you want to bring them up a little at a time until people start flashing their lights at you and when they flash their lights at you and tell you that your headlights are too high and you're in low then you need to bring them down a smidge and you're done that's how you do oh, it okay mark thank you so kindly you're welcome sir uh... tom good morning to you how can i help you uh, i had a problem starting my car the, the battery would go crank up the motor wouldn't start so it turned out the fuel pump was dead so i was told to a uh, repair shop it was too late for them to work on it but they gave me an estimate of how much the cost would be it would be 995 dollars so I had, after i went home i called up a few places i found out i can get a fuel pump for about 138 dollars it sounded like it's ridiculous for the rest of that to be labor so Somebody told me about a mechanic, and I called him. He said he'd do it for $500. So the first thing in the morning, I called the place where the car was, and I told him, don't do it. I have somebody to do it for $500. He said he would check it out with another supplier, and he'd come back, and he said he would do it for $547. So I said, okay, do it. But two days later, I had a problem starting the car again, and the problem was the battery wouldn't start, start the car. So I ended up getting a new battery. And I was wondering if while I was trying to start the car, I ran the battery down, and this guy charged up the battery, but he charged it, overcharged it, and ruined the battery. Is that possible? Wow. I, I have a couple of comments. Number one, there clearly was a communication gap because it's it's two separate issues. One, the engine doesn't crank over because there's not enough battery to crank the engine over and number two the engine cranks over fine but it doesn't catch right. it doesn't start that was the original problem okay well if the engine cranks over um, I can't I, I don't have a clue as to whether he caused your battery to go bad um, or, or not I don't I don't know the answer to that I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that because batteries are like light bulbs one minute they work and one minute they don't and no one can tell you when that bulbs gonna burn out I'll tell you what happened on the uh, on the uh, fuel pump difference in bid do you want to know what they did yeah they jacked up the price ridiculously no you know you're wrong you're wrong um, the fuel pump assembly in your tank is a component it's three components 
And how many miles are on your car? 76,000. Okay. There's a lot of shops that want to replace all three components because there is labor. There's going to be two or $300 worth of labor on here. So, so I want to replace the fuel sending unit. I want to I want to replace the fuel pump. I want to replace the in tank fuel filter, all at the same time. But this other guy is bidding just the pump. So if I got to knock off and I don't buy the whole assembly that comes with a lot of components, and I'm going to drop the whole assembly in the tank, which is your car's been around the world three times. So if you don't care that we're taking a gamble because the the sending unit can quit working tomorrow or the next day, and you have to pay that two or three hundred dollars labor again to go in and replace the fuel sending unit. So, but that's a conversation the shop should have. I would say to you, Tom, we got two choices here. I can do a five hundred fifty dollar fuel pump, which is just the fuel pump only, Tom. I'm not going to replace the sending unit. I'm not going to replace the sock. I'm not going to replace anything. I'm just going to do the pump, or for a little bit more money, because the part's a whole lot more expensive, I'm going to replace the entire fuel pump assembly. So one of them's $550, one of them's $850, $900. What do you want me to do, Tom? That's what should have happened. Yeah, well, he only mentioned fuel pump. No well, I know. That's his fault, though. It's not, it's not, he, he, all he did is call around to his vendor and he said, hey, this guy's beating the heck out of me in price. And he goes, well, I'll just sell you the fuel pump instead of the entire assembly. That happens. So I, you know, I don't really know what happened, but that's somebody's not going to drop four hundred dollars off their price just because somebody else bid it. They're going to have to find a place to dump four hundred dollars worth of cost. So well, the bottom I, line I, is, is to answer your question is, is that the question is, is do you do I think that he ruined your battery? And the, and the answer is, is I don't know. But I think the reason why you went from nine hundred to five fifty or whatever those two numbers were, I think it's just because you just got a fuel pump and you didn't get the whole assembly. And, and that's something that happens in our industry every day. Thank you, Tom. Good luck to you, buddy. And thank you very much. And also, anybody that wants to continue the conversation, my email address is mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. So um, if, you have, uh, if you have a car question Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, I don't care. Just send me an email, and I answer everyone myself. So you can, or you can stop by our website, MarkSalem.com, and we have a link there that you can send me an email. But I don't have a staff that answers, answers emails. I do that myself. So you and I are going to have a discussion, and I may ask you for some clarification because when you say your car won't start, I need to know, does it crank but not catch, or does it not crank? And that makes a big difference because if it doesn't crank, I have a battery alternator, a neutral safety switch, ignition switch, problem. And if it cranks but doesn't catch or start, then I have a fuel delivery or spark delivery or a compression problem caused by a timing belt that you know came off. So those are the kinds of issues. Tom, go ahead with your second question. Mark, my uh, question is, if somebody wanted to, could they use the charger to destroy a battery? Yes, yes, they they could. And if that was the case, what you would find is is that the top of the battery and everything within about 10 or 12 inches of the battery would be covered with acid, and the acid would have eaten the paint by now. Because what we're going to do is we're going to use the battery charger to just boil the heck out of the battery. And there's vents on each end of the battery if it's a sealed top 
battery and those vents would look like choo-choo trains as we boiled the battery and as we ran 100 amps to it instead of 20 and it's going to blow acid all over around the battery and there's no way to cover that up because even if we put rags around those vents because we decided we're going to smoke your battery the the acid is going to eat up the rags and eat up the paint all around it so um, how old was the battery that, that, that you had in the car? Well, it was only about four years old, but I had been putting in... Four years old? Yeah, I've been putting water into the cells, you know, purified water, into the cells as they were needed. Tom... The battery lasted six years. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's just, Tom, that's totally unreasonable. Everybody in the world knows that, that batteries last two years, give or take six months. So I'm glad that you got six years on a battery, and I'm glad you're putting, you should be putting distilled water, not purified water, but distilled water in your battery, and that's better than tap, but I put tap water in my batteries. I, you know, they're going to they're gonna die between two years and three years anyway, so I don't really care. And, and I buy sealed batteries so that I don't even have to worry about putting water in the batteries, but if you got six years and four years, that's good, but... But no, no, I'm going to side with the shop. I don't even know if he's a bandit or not, but I'm going to side with the shop because it's not likely that he did anything wrong to a four-year-old battery. If it burned out, if the light bulb burned out while he had it or after he gave it to you, I, I can't imagine that he did something wrong. But, but thank you for your question, and that was good. Uh, anybody else, if you, uh, if you want to buy a 1999 Honda Valkyrie, call me. If you want to buy a 2006 Chevrolet Corvette Z06 Twin Turbo uh, streetcar, uh, and it's air-conditioned. It's a factory car. If you want to buy some lead ropes, they're $15. They come in 8-foot and 10-foot and 12-foot, um, and they're guaranteed never to break, so you don't have a horse big enough to break one of my lead ropes. You can wash them when they get dirty, and uh, $15 goes to a horse charity. And you can go to our Facebook page. It's named Mark Salem. And my Facebook page talks about car repair. It talks about lessons to be learned, and uh, sometimes I post emails, both the question and the answer, because I think they're interesting. I don't tell you that I'm a Taco Bell eating a taco, and I don't tell you about my personal life, and I don't do all that other silly stuff. This has to do with car repair, and you can always ask me a question on Facebook about car repair, and I'll answer that as well. So my email address again is mark at marksalem.com, mark with a K at marksalem, Salem is spelled like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M, MarkSalem.com, and my Facebook is Mark Salem, and you'll be able to find me there as well. So until then, here's here's the best advice I can give you. Um, always give the shop the symptoms, and then when they call you with an estimate, you say, is this a guess or a fix? And if it's a fix, I'm comfortable, and if it's a guess, I want to know that we're guessing with your money, not mine because I don't want to pay for guesses I want to pay for fixes and that's a conversation you should have you should always ask for your old parts back and here's why if they put a mass airflow sensor in and that doesn't fix it you're gonna be glad you have the old one because you can tell them put my old one back in take your new one back out and give me a four hundred dollar credit it's not to prove that they did change the mass airflow sensor it's to protect you if the part they put on doesn't fix your car you have the old one that can be reinstalled that's why you ask for your old parts and always pay with a credit card because you can always try to stop payment on the repair if you feel like the shop ripped you off please wear your seatbelt please drive safely and if anybody does anything nice for you on the road stick your arm out the window and say thank you I'll see you next Saturday
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.